Hello, lovely listeners. This is Courtney checking in to let you know that Jackie and I are currently working really hard on our fourth season. And in the meantime, we are going to go ahead and re-release some episodes for you to revisit, or maybe you missed some of them, and this is actually the first time you get to listen to them. Either way, we're so grateful you're here, and we cannot wait to share season four with you. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. And welcome to Why Did I Keep This, a podcast about the things that have been living in the back of our closets or hiding in storage for way too long. The trend of constantly spring cleaning has forced us to face why we have such a hard time getting rid of things and examine our relationship with material goods. Hi, I'm Jackie Glick, and joining me on the podcast are Courtney Venez, an actor, video game streamer, and improviser living in LA with a colorful, quirky, and highly impractical closet. And Lana Cuthbertson, an entrepreneur living in Montreal who has an impressively strict one-in, one-out closet policy and who is working towards a closet full of timeless classics. By the way, I'm a producer living in LA who's an avid window shopper and loves a sample sale. We, together, are the three closeteers on a journey through time and space. Hello, girls. Woo! Hello! How's it going this week? Um, it's good. Great. Busy. I'm How recovering from my second uh, vaccine dose. Just want to celebrate that with everybody Woo. here. Yay! Yeah. Welcome, Congratulations. Welcome to the other exciting stuff. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm feeling really incredibly lucky and grateful and happy about it. And I'm pro-vaccine. I think vaccines are a miracle of science <laughs> and <laughs> highly encourage vaccine vaccination for anybody who cares to know my opinion on that. <laughs> I would like to say uh, thank you, scientists. Uh, every single one of you. You're great. You're doing a great job. We appreciate you. Scientist yeah, appreciation scientists. Yeah, those I ones are. Kind of, I think it's kind of appropriate to talk about scientists to top uh, this um, episode because we're it we're going to talk about the stuff in the kitchen, and I feel like the kitchen is a form of a, a laboratory. Cooking is a form of science, right? Is that a mm -hmm. bit of a stretch? Am I? Is that a bit of? We, am I making well, everyone jump a little bit? Baking, baking is science. Baking is yeah. science. Yeah, mm -hmm. cooking <laughs> maybe more of an art form. Yeah. I, okay. You, you know, that's I was just, this is exactly the thing that I thought of as well, Jackie, um, is baking the science and is cooking the art in the kitchen category. Um, and I think it is, I think that's true. I would say, yes, this is the convention I've been taught. Um, well, I think that there's, I mean, there's so many cupboards, so many areas to stick stuff, uh, that you just can't get rid of. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys have stuffed away. Oh yeah. I'm so, uh, the kitchen that we have now has more storage than any kitchen I've ever lived in before. So for the first time ever, I like not every single, uh, cabinet is like 
filled to the brim with stuff. I can very easily find stuff. And that meant that when we moved back in January, I didn't make much of an effort to get rid of uh, things maybe I should have gotten rid of. So, mm-hmm. yep. uh, and then that, that also means that while I live here, I, I have a bunch of things that I I'm just not thinking about <laughs> just yeah. cupboards I never open. And uh, so that's going to be interesting the next time I move. I'm in the same boat, Courtney. I uh, have more storage than ever in the kitchen and um, in our current kitchen and <laughs> like high, high ceilings. So, mm-hmm. and cupboards that go all the way up to the ceiling. So a huge amount of kitchen cupboard storage that is like, not functionally usable for me. And in fact, we had to buy a a little ladder in order to use the, the higher um, shelves. And even still, I can't, I have a, I have trouble reaching those shelves. And um, my partner and I have had a lot of discussions about which things live in the, in the uppermost shelves based on how much we use those things. And so that is the first place I looked um, when I was looking for what I would talk about during this episode, because it's like, you know, what, what are we sticking up there and why, and how, you know, why did I keep those things and how often do I use those things and what do I use them for? And the other thing about kitchens, I find kitchen stuff is that like, there's sort of this adulthood progress that's represented by all my kitchen stuff. So I've got like, you know, the, the, the array of, um, things that I took or inherited or something from some family member and various Ikea or like superstore item, kitchen items. And then like the next level of like my mom saying, you need proper corning wear and here you should have these. And now I have six of the same sized thing. And I only ever really need like one or two at the most. And then like another whole layer of um, sort of the fancy things that I actually kind of really wanted. But how often do I use them? There's like, there are layers and layers of things going on in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's hard to throw out a pan that still works. Even Mm -hmm. if you get a new, much better pan that works much better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it still has life in it, it's just like, you were so good to me. You gave me so many muffins. Uh (laughs) But how many skillets does a human person need? It's true. But I would argue maybe two, maybe three. One of the only things I got rid of when I moved was a small, um, like an eight inch. Teflon, uh, like a nonstick skillet. Uh, and I have been meaning to replace it and I just keep forgetting until I go to make like, I just, I just want like a small omelet. I'm not making like an omelet. You don't need anything. You don't need a giant thing. (sighs) And so I do need, I need to get a a new one. Um, because all of my pans now are big. I remember getting rid of the small one. I was like, anything I make in a small one, I can make in a large one. And while that's true, it's just, it's doesn't, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Yep. So I'm currently on the hunt for a small nonstick pan for my eggies, for my little breakfast eggies. Um, when I was first looking for a basic frying pan, I didn't know enough about cooking to know what to get. So I ended up with a wok and <laughs> made everything in a wok for a very long time until my partner and I moved in together, combined all their kitchen stuff, which is a whole other story. And he was like, why do you only have a wok and not a frying pan? And I'm like, is this not a frying pan? 
And <laughs> then we got rid of the wok. And now I want, I actually, now that I know much more about cooking, I actually want that wok to make wok type things. And um, I made a stir fry in a wok just last and, night. Amazing. Oh, yeah. See? See? Walks are useful. <laughs> Walks are useful. <laughs> at one point this last year, I was adamant that I needed a crepe pan because I wanted to make a crepe cake. And I thought, you know, I'm going to use this all the time. I'll make crepe cakes often. Although sure, I did not- make the one crepe cake. I have not used that pan uh, another time. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes you think you need a pan and you really don't. But I still love it. But do I need it? No. Maybe I've recently acquired... A set of cake decorating tips that I have used one time that I'm truly hoping to use many times, but feel they may go the way of the crepe pan. I mean, I'll <laughs> use it again. I'll make another crepe cake and maybe just crepes in general. But it's less used, let's say. But there are lots of things in the kitchen we can talk about today that I have never used and likely will never use. There's something Amazing. about accumulating kitchen stuff. It's like it's more of like a, a hobby or um, I don't know. I kind of compare it to like art supplies. Like if you're, you're an artist, you need like a lot of different pens or a lot of different notebooks with different, you know, paper in them um, or paint brushes or, or paints. And so maybe you don't use those paint brushes or the paint or the paper like all the time, uh, but you, you need it for when you need it. So I think... <laughs> I think, you know, maybe you don't use your crepe pan every single day, but when you do use that crepe pan, it's, oh my gosh, what a day. I can tell you it's it's much better for crepes than any other pan. Really? So I, my dad had one. Are they the the flat pans? They're like really flat. Yeah, super flat, um, super flat and like easy to flip a crepe off of. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. you know what? It was a really fun project. I'm really into it. I'm so, I'm Um, excited for you. Yeah. That's the thing you'll but, have for a lifetime, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what? Uh, where should we start? Lynn, do you want to tell us what's on the high, high shelves? Um, sure, yes. Yeah. So, um, the actually, the two things I found on the high shelves, I actually use more than I thought I would. Um, so they're not actually my why did I keep this things, which I will also talk about. But um, one of them is like a an oval-shaped Dutch oven that has come in very handy and we use all the nice. time. It's like a, oh, it's like a good that's quality. so heavy to pull off of the top shelves. Exactly. That was my <laughs> logic. And my partner's like, no, it belongs up here. And I'm like, this thing is extremely heavy and out of reach. And this makes no sense to me. So anyway, yeah. Ongoing argument. It's very well, funny. It's very funny. Just that you formally that. state that I'm on your side. I'm on your side. Also, I, poo. Uh, my thing with like the high shelves is, is that like they almost never get used because the things I use kind of the least tend to be very heavy um, or on the opposite end of that, very fragile, like yeah, champagne like vases. glasses, champagne vases. Glass. And as someone who lives in California, I'm like, I really shouldn't be putting the fragile things uh, on a place where an <laughs> earthquake will shake them down. Um, I never so- thought about that, but... Good to think about. Yeah, it's uh hey, I'm a native Californian. I have this is ingrained in me. It's in my DNA like, at this point. It's like how tornadoes are ingrained in me. I'm like, yeah. I always need to know where the basement bathroom is so I can go there during a tornado. <laughs> this is I like the that prairie girl just, in me. I love that it's not just a basement, it's a basement bathroom. But I it's where all the pipes thinking. are. Yeah. All the pipes are. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. 
you know what? If I'm in the Midwest, if I'm in Tornado Town, now I know where to look. Now you know. You know, you're welcome. Thank <laughs> um, you. And then the other thing up high for me is a cake plate, which I was gifted and strangely enough use often. Um, like often. I I, I don't think that's strange. I, I'm glad to hear that you're using a cake plate often. That's yeah. that's important to me. Uh yeah. we need more cake in our lives. Well, and like somehow my partner and I have slipped into a routine of making each other cakes for our birthdays and I'm loving it. And uh, they go on the cake plate. And so it's at if least I twice recall, a year. You also, you also made each other a cake for my birthday this year. That's right. That's true. <laughs> so really <laughs> any excuse. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, and then my, why did I keep this thing? It's kind of, it, it's funny. It's teacups. It is fancy, delicate, antique, old teacups that have like slowly accumulated more and more through the generations of my family until finally I now have ended up with like many, like 16 delicate little teacups and saucers. And they're sitting out on display. I've never once had a cup of tea out of them. Um, at this point, I'm starting to think like, I should be using my cake plate and these teacups to host afternoon tea as like Heck a yeah. new cool thing I do as a human or something to, in order yeah, to use these I, teacups. I love that for you. Wouldn't that be me. cute? Wouldn't that be cute? I could make little finger sandwiches and learn how to make macarons and um, et cetera and make delicious tea, um, which by the way, Jackie – reconnected me to this lovely tea that I love. It's a white coconut tea by the art of tea and it's extremely delicious. And I pay for them to ship it to my house and the shipping costs as much as the tea costs. And I love it and I have no regrets anyway. So they're beautiful teacups. They're like flowery and just, they're very lovely, but the hand painted porcelain. Yeah, exactly. Sort of. Yeah. China adjacent. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. teacups. I, so, yeah. uh, my mom's like, my mom is very into high teas. Uh, so growing up, I went to a lot of high tea events. So yeah, my mom has like the tiered, like tea cake oh, stand and like, oh my, like I had so many tea sets growing up. Like I had my own little like miniature version of one. And then my mom has like all of her all of her tea sets. She has so many teapots um, and she keeps trying to give them to me. And I'm like, those are fragile. And I'm, I'm definitely just like a, uh, an ugly mug with a bag of tea in it kind of person. Like I love tea, but I don't have the same like routine and like celebratory um, sort of instincts, I guess, yeah. around tea instincts. That's an interesting choice yeah. of a word. It's fine. Uh, yeah. My mom is like big into, into high teas. And honestly, I would love to go to a high tea right now. Give me some little finger sandwiches. Give me some scones with some cream. Like, mm, yes. Oh, please. The, 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 what do they have in England that they don't have anywhere else that they, you have at tea and you put it on your scone. It's like the cream clotted cream. Clotted cream. Yeah. Oh my. I love clotted cream. I love it so much. It's a huge. I don't think I've ever had it. What, what is it? It's like butter, but it tastes like cream. Okay. Um, you sold me. I like all those words so much. Mm, And it's like maybe slightly sweet, I guess a little bit, but not really. It's like, oh, it's just, Ooh, it sounds absolutely delicious. Uh, whenever I've had like the scones, we've always just done like the regular, like not whipped cream, but you know, like just like 
I guess it's whipped cream. Just, just cream. And it's great. It's lovely, but I love butter and I love cream. So, hmm. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to track this down. Wait, Jackie, um, what are you, what are you holding on to you in know, the kitchen? I have a lot of kitchen stuff, but I think the thing that I've kept for the longest time for maybe no reason is when you're building a wedding cake, you have to add structural like um, pillars really into the cake. And sometimes, you know, those like old, yeah. And you know, those old fashioned wedding cakes that have the plastic pillars between the layers. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I happen to have um, some of those that you can squish into cakes to create the sort of pillar that you need to like put another layer on top, etc. And I have them. I think I did a cake class, cake decorating class with my mom when we when when I was in university. I think it was like the most fun. And I would like try to make all these fancy little cakes and then have what I liked to call cake parties, and. Um, I still have the pillory things from that cake class and it's unlikely that I will be making a wedding cake that is tiered. It seems so stupid to get rid of them, but also like, I just can't imagine doing that again. I did it one time. I made one friend her wedding cake and it was Actually, when I was living in Montreal, it was 33 degrees Celsius, which is 90-something-ish. And having not been a cake maker, I made the cake out of buttercream. And if you can Mm -hmm. imagine, I did not have a fridge truck to deliver said cake (laughs) to the event, which was one hour away. And I somehow my friend's mom, because I didn't have a car at the time, because Montreal is a very metro forward city. You don't really need a car, especially if you're a student. Anyways, I didn't have a car. My friend's mom saw what I was doing because uh, he had helped me like pick something up and whatever. So she knew what was going on. And she was like, I'm going to drive you to this wedding. So I donned a garbage bag over my dress that I was wearing to the wedding because I had to carry the cake. And it was like so hot outside she was like you're gonna get icing on you and it was like flowers and reds and pink it was like very I I think it was pretty so I sat and we turned up the AC as high as it could possibly go but by the time I arrived the wedding party it was like a puddle of icing sliming off this cake that I had spent like days building and I like handed it to them and was like I'm so sorry. (laughs) And then everyone, like, everyone was so kind. And I was, I think I was, like, 24. And everyone, like, ate a bite of this, like, slimy, melted cake. And was like, this is delicious. And I was like, okay, you have to patronize me. (laughs) I bet it was delicious. Just because it was melty slime doesn't mean it's not, it's not delicious. Anyways, since then, I've not endeavored to make a layered cake. A tiered cake, rather. Layered cakes, sure. A tiered cake. Look, Jackie. Not for a while. My my birthday is coming up. So if you do want 
to use those dowels. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say no to you making, to redeem yourself. Do you making a tear Here's your cake? Chance. I mean, this is for you. I'm just offering for you so you can, you know, have this arc of self-redemption. My birthday is in July, so it probably will be about the same uh temperature. Yeah, it'll be maybe um, even hotter. I guess you could maybe come over and we could eat it inside. We could. We could. I'm not Yeah, that I'm would be that would be like a big across the city to you. I think it would be great if you did. No. Like, just imagine it. It's just you in the car, air conditioned blasting. You're driving, wearing a, uh, a wearing bag. a trash bag, yeah. and holding a cake in your lap. So yeah. I think, I think this is a great short film, actually. Um, you know what? I- I'm hard on myself. My friend does say that feeding her newly husband at that time a piece of slimy broken wedding cake was one of their uh, fondest memories of the day. That's very sweet. It was so sweet. It is sweet, but it was a very (laughs) disgusting, uh, sad failure. So, but I still have the dowels and you know what? Maybe I will whip them out for your birthday because the thing that we've been missing this entire year is uh, tiered cakes that we can't finish ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> we I, I look there we can get a whole team of people of vaccinated people together to to help eat a whole bunch of cake so look if you need me to do that for you i i can help you that's very selfless and kind thank you thank you it's definitely not about me this is for you thank you and what flavor do i want to make just out of curiosity what fla- whatever flavor you uh you know whatever f- i'm I've never met a cake I didn't like, All right. Jackie. All right. So, uh, you know, whatever your heart desires. So this really uh, is for me. Then there's no. With. It really, it really is for you. All right, um, I'll take it. I'll let you. I'll yeah. let you know um, if I ever use those again, Amazing. listeners. Um, I hope you. I hope you do. We'll get. We'll get photo evidence. It'll be up on the Instagram. A, a definite maybe. A definite maybe. <laughs> what a magical moment. <laughs> Uh, Courtney, what is your, uh, what is your kitchen? Why did I keep this item? Okay. So my kitchen item, I haven't had that long, but I've had for too long for something I've never used. Uh, and for how big it is, I have an instant pot and it's, um, it's supposed to be very useful. Um, but I, it was given to me by my mom but it didn't have instructions in it. And so I'm a little nervous about using an Instant Pot. It's like a pressure cooker, you know what I mean? Without instructions. I'm sure I can look them up online. But I've gotten to this point in my life having never used an Instant Pot. And I do have a crock pot. And I use my crock pot in the wintertime like pretty regularly. Um, And so, yeah, I have this Instant Pot. It's this a thing that everyone's like talking about. I feel like it's getting pushed aside right now for air fryers. Like I feel like everyone's talking about like the air fryers are are what Instant Pots were like two years ago. So anyway, I have an Instant Pot. It's still in plastic. Um, And I, whenever I see it, because it is in, uh, it's in like a low cupboard that I don't open often. Whenever I see it, I'm like, oh, I should, I should use that. Like, I think Jackie, you gave me the advice. You're like, make lentils in it. Like make your rice in that. Great idea. You know, save room on the, the stovetop. Just put it someplace else. You don't have to think too hard about it. Um, but I have yet I have yet to do that. And whenever I see it, I'm like, I should use that. And that's what keeps me from getting 
rid of it <laughs> uh, because I know that I should use it. I know that people like it. I know that someone in the world would probably be very grateful to yeah. have an Instant Pot. And here I am sitting on an Instant Pot and letting it go unused. Um, it's not like an Instant Pot brand. It's some like off brand of it. So the reason why I keep it is because it's this useful, like it has many uses uh, appliance. Uh, it doesn't take up that much space. It saves, you know, it's supposed to save room on, uh, you know, your burner on your stovetop. Um, and I feel like I just keep thinking like I should, I should be using this. Um, it's not like an instant pop brand one. It's like an off brand one, but it does, it does the same thing. Um, but I'm also another reason why I keep saying I should use it is because I'm totally the person who forgets to thaw the chicken, uh, you know, before, or who like doesn't realize she wants something that requires a slow cooker, but it's, you know, four in the afternoon and it's too late to do anything in the slow cooker. So I should put it in an instant pot. Like that's. Do you use a slow cooker, but you don't use Yeah. I use pot? a slow cooker. I've always used a slow cooker. I'm very in the habit of using a slow cooker when I remember to put the stuff into the slow cooker in the morning so that it can be ready um, at nighttime. Uh, it's just a thing I grew up with. Like an Instant Pot is, it's just not an accessory that I went out and like got for myself because my mom gave it to me. Um, and so it wasn't anything that I ever was like, I ever saw or heard about and was like, I need this in my life. It was just given to me. So I haven't like factored that into like my, my meal regimen basically. So Anyway, maybe this year I'll remember. I mean, summer, look, it gets hot. I don't like, you know, cooking things, like turning on the oven or cooking things on the stove when it's hot. So there's a good chance that in the next couple of weeks or months, maybe I will remember to use it. Maybe I, I will go online, uh, find the little instructions on how to use it and and figure out a meal. And if I do, I'll tell you all uh, about it. Yeah. I'll take lots of pictures of whatever my beautiful meal is. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Do either of you have an Instant Pot? Do you use it regularly? Is it worth the hype? Yeah, you know, I do not have an Instant Pot, but I spent some time last summer with some family members who do have one, and they absolutely love it and use it all the time and have figured out all the different ways to use it. They made us some meals out of it and, like, using it. Um, they do lots of different things with it. They've, they, like, showed us all the different ways you can use it. And to me, it feels like you know, it, I, I sort of I echo Courtney your experience because I'm now like in the habit of using the things that I have and use. And it kind of seems to me like a device that like replaces and eases a few of those things. And I'm not, I don't know, there's like a category of these appliances these days that are sort of in the same category for me that I'm like not totally sold on. I have on. to disagree like, not... with you guys. The Instant Pot is an exceptional kitchen device. We started talking at the beginning of this episode how cooking and, and baking is a science. Well, I, the Instant Pot breaks down the science into a way where you will have perfect rice, perfect boiled eggs, perfect lentils, perfect soups, perfect everything. And it really is science. Like we make... um we make jammy eggs in it. Ooh, I love jammy eggs. We make rice in it almost like anytime we make rice now, it, nine times out of 10, we use the Instant Pot. We make, um, mm -hmm. uh, we have a whole Instant Pot recipe cookbook. We actually have done like uh, butter chicken in the Instant Pot. We've done majadara in the Instant Pot, which is like a light rice lentil 
Israeli dish. We've done we've done a ton of stuff. I make my mom's chicken soup in the instant pot. It takes like it used to take like th- like a full day of boiling the soup on the stove, and now it takes half an hour in the instant pot. It like it doesn't okay. boil down your so, soups. It keeps like the full volume, but it, it has the same flavor because it doesn't evaporate in the same way it does on the pot. So it actually like takes all of your things that you may do in the pot, like rice and Hmm. whatever. And like, you never burn the bottom Hmm. because it stops itself before it burns. Like it has like built in features. The machines are getting too smart. Well, it just, it really is the best version of a kitchen appliance that like is bulky, but actually adds to the effectiveness. Okay. You know what? I've got, I've got some chicken uh, in the freezer right now. Maybe tonight, maybe tonight I will attempt to use it. We can sidebar for recipes, yeah. but I do think that there's like, there's kind of one of everything. Yeah. If you, whatever you want, whatever you're looking for, you can okay. find in an okay. instant. It's just, I think, I think what it is for me is that I just got it at a point in my life where it already had like recipes down and things in the kitchen. Like I love my Dutch oven and I love my cast iron skillet. And like, I, I use those things or I, you know, I have certain things and like certain habits that have already been established. And so the Instant Pot shows up and maybe it's more efficient, but it means I have to change. And change is hard. Change is hard. Change is is hard. And I think that that's that's a recurring theme in in this podcast, isn't it? (laughs) Change and getting rid of things. It's hard. It's hard to do that. So, I mean, look, you still have to keep your pot. You can't do everything. I mean, I guess you could do everything in the Instant Pot, but you, you won't do everything Mm-hmm. But there are some things that just are very simple, simplified okay. through it. All right. I get, you know what? I think we've nailed – it's the one in, one out policy. It's like, okay, if I bring in the Instant Pot, what goes out? And it's like, actually, that's not an easy – that's not a straightforward question. It's not. It's not straightforward at all. I'm not going to get rid of my Dutch oven. I'm not going to get rid of my cast iron skillet. I'm not going to get rid of, uh, you know, any of my other things, uh, pots. I don't know. Um. So, yeah, okay. I'll give it a shot. It's just a thing – I also forgot that I had until I went into the kitchen to look and see what was in there that I could talk about. And I was like, I've never used this. I've had it for three years. So, hmm. I mean, I want you to use it. I want you to okay. give it a try. I will for you, Jackie. And for me, my little tum-tum. Thank you. And for science. Thank you. For the scientists again. For science. Um, For science. For science. For science. So <laughs> yeah. Speaking of science. Is there anything that you all have gotten rid of um, that you miss dearly or you have maybe broken? Uh, yeah, that's more my scene. Mm. I had these little ice cream balls that said, one said ice cream, the other one said you scream, and the other one said we all scream, and the other one said for ice cream. I bought them in Quebec City in, uh, <laughs> and it was like just like little tiny writing, like it was like blue on the outside and on the inside it said all around the edge, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, and then you scream, you scream, you scream, you scream. It was so cute, and I dropped them. I dropped I have oh, one left. So you can – Is it just the one that says ice cream? Because that would be very funny. <laughs> I don't remember which one is left. I'll look into it. I'll, I'll take a picture for the podcast. I have looked high and low to replace these stupid bowls. Um, I miss them so much. I bought them in Quebec City with my friend Catherine many years ago on a little weekend vacation. And, uh, you know, I really do miss them. They're so cute. Perfect size, just like one scoop, little bowls. Mm. I would argue that one scoop is not the perfect <laughs> size for ice cream, but hey, that's fine. You do you. 
Fair. Lana, is there anything that you that you got rid of or you don't have anymore that you miss? Or are you content with your oh, – <gasps> <you're laughs> Corey made you get rid of your walk. That's fair. Oh. Oh, man. I think you should get a new walk. Uh, tragedy. How about you, Corey? I think it'll be worth your while to get a new walk. Yeah, I guess. Then I can like really exercise my pad thai making skills yes. that I learned in Thailand. Oh heck yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, you yeah. Um, I don't. You know, the next the next birthday <laughs> that pops up, I hope you get a walk <laughs> under your birthday tree. Thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, my birthday tree. Woo. <laughs> I uh, I actually um, I replaced something recently that I got rid of like a couple years ago. Um, my dad gave me uh, It's called a spider. Uh, it's one of those, uh, it's just like, it's like a bamboo handle and it's like, it's basically like a slotted spoon, but it's just like wire. It's, it's great for like getting dumplings out of like boiling water or getting like, um, something out of like, like something that you're deep frying out because it can withstand really high temperatures, but then it also doesn't, um, pull out a whole bunch of liquid when it, when you pull things out. And I got rid of that when I moved from Berkeley to LA, uh, because it was one of those things I just didn't use enough. And since moving to LA, I feel like I needed it a million times. And I actually went out of my way a couple weeks ago to replace it. And I've used it many times. I used it for some ricotta dumplings mm-hmm. that I made. I used it for some like fried chicken I was I was making. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy to have it back. I'm happy so that you have that you back. Should, I also no. wish that I had been invited over for ricotta dumplings. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, to be fair, they were very ugly. Um, and med- and they, they were kind of medium flavor. It's fine. It's fine. When I perfect the recipe, you're absolutely welcome. Thank over. you. And Lana, I'll just ship some to you. With the tea. You'll get a soggy bag a few weeks later. <laughs> It'll be great. Amazing. To, to conclude, I have a sort of like dad <gasps> yes. thing I thought that would be appropriate for this, uh, for this episode. Um, and it's not really advice. It is kind of advice, but he, my dad is a big coffee drinker as am I now. Um, and like his coffee order is small black, whatever's freshest. And then they'll say, okay, and would you like cream or sugar? And he'll go, <laughs> yeah, <"Just> black, <laughs> which is sort of a funny little thing <laughs> anyway. And his whole thing was always like, look, there's, there's enough coffee. There's enough water in coffee that it is hydrating. Coffee is not a dehydrating beverage. And for a while, that was the common wisdom. And then a few years ago, it kind of like was some kind of news. There's actually news like every few years that does reinforce the fact that coffee is a hydrating beverage. So I just wanted everybody to know that in case they were wondering about whether they... People always say it's a diuretic. And so they say it's not a hydrating beverage. But I appreciate... I'm I'm on team your dad about about mm-hmm. because I prefer it to yeah, be hydrating. Yeah, that's also what I prefer. Yeah, so, the, the volume of water. Yeah. Yeah, the volume of water cancels out the co- the, the the dehydrating coffee, and uh, on balance, I'm into it. It's hydrating. I'm into it. I'm in That's the great news. I drink water all the time now. <laughs> You're going on your 3 p.m. water yeah. break. Flavored water. Yeah, flavored water. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this was a delight as per usual. Absolutely, I like this one. Mm-hmm. I like now. I'm excited to I cook want dinner you to use your thing. I want you to use it. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. I'll report back. And Lynn, have a cup of coconut tea out of a fancy teacup and see how you feel. That's a great idea. I will. Yeah, and I'll make a tiered wedding cake for no one. (laughs) For for maybe someone. I don't know. For your your birthday. We would like to thank Akshay, our producer. Thank you to Genevieve Vincent for our beautiful composition. And thank you to you, our listeners. Finally, we'd love to thank and just highlight once again the Bolero. 
for being fashion's most practical invention. Follow us on Instagram at Why Did I Keep This for visuals of the things that we kept. Let us know in the comments if they belong in the trash, on the wall, on our body, you know, all the places. Until next week, goodbye. Bye. Bye.